and i not permitted to go on board to see my duck of a husband confound his snivelling carcass continued moggy yes replied jemmy thoughtfully and in company with that supernatural cur of his jemmy nodded his head and then in his abstraction touched the strings of his violin they say you are clever with your instrument mr salisbury observed nancy corbett that he is replied moggy and he sings like a darling duck don't you jemmy my dear quack quack replied jemmy well mr salisbury there's no boat that i can see near us or even in sight and if there was it were little matter i suppose you will let me hear you for i shall have little opportunity after this with all my heart replied jemmy who taking up his fiddle and playing upon the strings like a guitar after a little reflection sang as follows bless my eyes how young bill threw his shiners away as he drank and he danced when he first came on shore it was clear that he fancied that with his year's pay like the bank of old england he'd never be poor so when the next day with a southerly wind in his pockets he came up my rhino to borrow you're welcome says i bill as i forked out the tin but when larking to-day don't forget there's to-morrow when our frigate came to from a cruise in the west and her yards were all squared her sails neatly furled young tom clasped his nancy so loved to his breast as if but themselves there were none in the world between two of the guns they were fondly at play all billing and kissing forgetting all sorrow love like cash says i then may all go in a day while you hug him so close don't forget there's to-morrow when a hurricane swept us smack smooth fore and aft when we dashed on the rock and we floundered on shore as we sighed for the loss of our beautiful craft convinced that the like we should never see more says i my good fellows as we huddled together they shivered and shook each fizz black with sorrow remember it's not to be always foul weather so with ill luck to-day don't forget there's to-morrow and not a bad hint neither mr salisbury said nancy when jemmy ceased you sailors never think of to-morrow more's the pity you're no better than overgrown babies i'm not much better at all events replied jemmy laughing however i'm as god made me so all's right that's my own darling jemmy said moggy and if you're content and i'm content who is to say a word i should like to know you may be a rum one to look at but i think them fellows found you but a rum customer the other night don't put so much rum in your discourse moggy you make me long for a glass of grog then your mouth will find the water rejoined nancy but however singing is dry work 
and I am provided. Pass my basket aft, old gentleman, and we will find Mr. Salisbury something with which to wet his whistle. The boatman handed the basket to Nancy, who pulled out a bottle and glass, which she filled, and handed to Jemmy. "'Now, Mr. Salisbury, I expect some more songs,' said Nancy. "'And you shall have them, mistress. But I've heard say that you've a good pipe of your own. Suppose that you give me one in return. That will be but fair play.' "'Not exactly, for you'll have the grog in the bargain,' replied Nancy. "'Put my fiddle against the grog, and then all square.' I have not sung for many a day, replied Nancy, musing, and looking up at the bright twinkling stars. I once sang when I was young and happy. I then sang all the day long. That was really singing, for it came from the merriness of my heart. And Nancy paused. Yes, I have sung since, and often, for they made me sing. But twas when my heart was heavy or when its load has been, for a time, forgotten, and drowned in wine. That was not singing, at least not the singing of bygone days. But those times are bygone too, Mistress Nancy, said Moggy. You have now your marriage lines, and are made an honest woman. Yes, and God keep me so, amen, replied Nancy mournfully. Had not the night concealed it, a tear might have been seen by the others in the boat to trickle down the cheek of Nancy Corbett as she was reminded of her former life, and as she again fixed her eyes upon the brilliant heavens, each particular star appeared to twinkle brighter, as if they rejoiced to witness tears like those. "'You must be light of heart now, Mistress Nancy,' observed Jemmy soothingly. "'I am not unhappy,' replied she resting her cheek upon her hand. "'Mistress Nancy,' said Moggy, "'I should think a little of that stuff would do neither of us any harm. The night is rather bleak.' Moggy poured out a glass and handed it to Nancy. She drank it, and it saved her from a flood of tears which otherwise she would have been unable to repress. In a minute or two, during which Moggy helped herself and the old boatman, Nancy's spirits returned. "'Do you know this air?' said Nancy to Jemmy, humming it. "'Yes, I know it well, Mistress Nancy. Will you sing to it?' Nancy Corbett, who had been celebrated once for her sweet singing, as well as her beauty, immediately commenced in a soft and melodious tone, while Jemmy touched his fiddle. "'Lost, strolling, or strayed, the heart of a young maid, who shall ever the same shall find, and prove so very kind, to yield it on desire, they shall rewarded be, and that most handsomely, with kisses one, two, three, Cupid is the crier, ring-a-ding-ding, -ding. Cupid is the crier. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, here is a pretty mess. A maiden's heart is gone, and she is left forlorn, and panting with desire, whoever shall bring it me, they shall reward it be 
with kisses one two three cupid is the crier ring a ding ding cupid is the crier was lost on sunday eve or taken without leave a virgin's heart so pure she can't the loss endure and surely will expire pity her misery rewarded you shall be with kisses one two three cupid is the crier ring-a-ding-ding -ding. cupid is the crier the maiden sought around it was not to be found she searched each nook and dell the haunt she loved so well all anxious with desire the wind blew ope his vest when lo the toy in quest 